0: And every time you come to church, put your heart and soul into church, okay? Just don't go, I want my, give me my star, and I went to church today, and now I'm going to go home and watch football. No, I'm going to go home and eat and take a nap. Now, you can do that. and nothing wrong with either one of those, but give God your heart and soul while you're here. So if you need sermon notes, wave at me. Everybody got them? So take notes today. And this is nothing you haven't heard. And you know what the Lord told me? We're flexing muscles today. Everybody got muscles. And you know what? You work out or you get on that elliptical and you're doing that and you're working muscles, you're working out. How many, how many, you know, there's an old saying, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. But how many know that you can forget things in this muscle? Look at me. This is a muscle. And, you know, you I, I may have passed geometry, but don't put me in the class right now because I haven't looked at it, I haven't studied it. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Flexing that muscle, flexing that muscle, flexing that muscle. So we're going to flex some muscles. Are you ready? Going to work out a little bit. Going to remind you to work out a little bit. How many of y'all know you work this, this, this arm right here? You grab that fork, and you, every time your arm bends, your mouth opens up. Ah, I'm picking today. It's Thanksgiving's coming. So let's look. Our foundation scriptures, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. You know, I believe we're getting close to the end days. I believe we're getting close to Jesus coming back. Well, what are we supposed to do? What we preached on prepared? We just live by the word. We still have to live by the word, even though it looks crazier than we've ever seen before in our life. You know, there's a prophet that made a statement. You got Baptist and Methodists and Presbyterian and Lutheran and Catholic and, and, and Charismatic and Word of Faith, and you got all these people, and the Bible teaches us to love one another, and we go, oh, I love the Methodists and I love the Baptists, but yet we won't work with them. But you get in the world, they hate each other, but they work together to get evil done. Ooh. So so start praying that our hearts change, that we can be the light, that we can love, just because if they believe in Jesus, they belong with us. That's right. Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever you want to name, whatever sect of Christianity. Have you ever heard of Coptic Christians? No. They're not in this country. They in another in Africa and in the Middle East. And who heard of them? But they're Christians and they're being persecuted. Well, what do they believe? They believe in Jesus. They don't worship like we do. We're in such a I'm going to get on my stump right here. In America, we think if you don't worship like me, then you don't have it because we're the best. Ba- we, got, we got it. If the preacher didn't stand on one foot while he baptized you, you may not even be saved. Isn't that how that's how. Religion does. They want to make it works and not about the heart. Salvation is about the heart. And if they believe in Jesus, come on. We need to be praying with, for them and with them and taking a stand. So let's read 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. If you got your Bible, I hope you return there. Rejoice always. I have got nothing to rejoice about. 17, pray without ceasing. Okay, who? 18, in everything give thanks. Amen. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. For this is the will of God that you rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. I could have said, all right, Tim, that's long enough. I'd been quenching the spirit. All right, well, Tim said basically what she was going to say So, no, I'd quench the spirit because she said more. We don't quench the spirit in us. I've been guilty of quenching the spirit inside me. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. Okay. But it says, do do not despise prophetic utterances. Listen to them. Just hear it out. Be open to it. And if it don't fit you, put it on the shelf. You ain't got to dog it. Well, I don't believe it what those people saying over there. I don't know. Ah, and it's your place. It's not your place. Verse 21, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Man, there's some evil in America. And calls your name, drugs, it's the basic drugs, alcohol, X-rated stuff, R-rated movies, uh, gossip. I'm not trying to step on your toes, I'm just kind of naming a few. So number one, are y'all ready? Rejoice always. Flex that muscle. Rejoice, joy, joy, joy. Pick it back up. Pick it back up. Work at joy. It says re-joy. So, rejoy, joy Renew. Whatever you're going to put R E in front of. You're going to re-eat lunch. Well, I ate lunch yesterday. I'm not eating lunch today. A liar, liar. Pants on fire. Amen. Rejoice Amen. when you don't feel like it. Rejoice. We always got to rejoice. Rejoice always. Well, there ain't nothing to rejoice about. Yes, there is. Jesus is Lord. We're rejoicing because God sent the Son, who our sister said was the Word. In the beginning was the Word of God, and the Word was God. That's John 1. But you go on back in the Old Testament, and God said, I put my Word above my name. Let that get a hold of that. So what does that mean? This is just as important as God's name. Wow. He does not take his word lightly. That's why we can stand on the promises. And the blood of Jesus backs those promises. The blood of Jesus. Jesus shed his blood that gave us access to believe the word of God and actually to put it on the inside of us. To build that inner man. To flex that inner man. To build that inner man. So rejoice. That wasn't good enough. So rejoice. Amen. All right. Nehemiah eight ten. do not sorrow. The end of it says, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That they read them the word of God and at lunchtime they all were crying because they'd never heard the word of God before. And they said, wait a minute, get up and go eat something. Get up, you're not supposed to be crying. This is a glorious day. We're supposed to be rejoicing. We're supposed to be glad. God's words going forth. They were crying, but not because they were sad. They were crying because they had wanted this for a long time. And once they started hearing it, they wanted more. And they said, get up, go with some joy. Be strengthened with some joy. Rejoice, rejoice. You know, we all have opportunities to complain. It's cold in here. It's hot in here. I got to sit by Greg. I mean, golly. (laughs) That's what Denise said, yep. But, but listen to me. The inner man in you is always pointing to God. Are you with me? That's your compass. The inner man that always points to God. Complaining violates that inner man. Complaining violates that inner man that's always saying, oh, I love you, Lord. I rejoice in you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. But when you get into that negative mode, no! don't no, 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 shoot somebody. You know? That, that, that don't help. That, that's going against your inner man. Amen. And really, when it says rejoice always, how I mean, you know, that's a command. Yeah. It wouldn't be a command if you couldn't do it. Amen. God doesn't command us to do things that we cannot do. Amen. And even when you don't feel like it, you've got to joy up or cowboy up, as they say in the rodeo. Get back on that horse. Wait a minute. Let me get my arm straight. It broke. But you know what? You rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. That's another scripture that we'll read here shortly. So, so as we're looking at this, joy comes from remembering, remembering, remembering and knowing who and what the Father has done. And if you don't know what the Father's done and you don't know what Jesus has done, then there you go. You don't, that's why you don't have joy. And once you find out, you go back to it. Anybody ever ate one of those uh, heavenly yeast rolls? You know, you can, you can walk in. Back in, when I was in school, they cooked those things. And man, you would get hungry before lunchtime because you could smell those yeast rolls. My wife's great-grandmother, they would put up their house for a visit. And she had those rascals in the oven. And they're like, pass me a roll before I even get in the house. You know what? There are things that, that God will do to help you remember what he has done. Church is one of them. But reading the Bible is another one. Listen to somebody or call somebody. Amen. Somebody in here and say, hey, come on, pray for me. Man, if they got any prayer in them, they're going to be giving you something to rejoice about. Rejoice, rejoice. Number two, be anxious for nothing. You know, I just taught on prayer. And, and Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to give you a break and say it a little bit different. I, you know when you prayed up is when you're not anxious anymore. Oh, what are we going to do? Pray. What's that going to do? Well, I want to tell you. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Trump nor Biden can bring you peace. They can't save you. They can't heal you. They can't deliver you. We serve the almighty God who sent his son 2,000 years ago, and that blood is still on the mercy seat in heaven, declaring healing and salvation for you and me and peace and joy. I'm reminding you of that. And so, so we, we, don't be anxious. You know, we live in a fear and worry generation. Woo! I mean, people just grab anything. I think I'm going to have a flat today. I just, something bad going to happen. Come on, Eeyore. It's my birthday, but ain't nobody going to give me any presents. And if they do, it won't be worth nothing. Just a piece of hard candy or something. Nobody loves me. Nobody thinks about me. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, be anxious for nothing. We live anxiety about health. I had a man tell me, well, I know I'm going to get cancer. I'm just waiting on the day they tell me. What? You're in faith for it. People get an anxiety about important decisions. Should, should I go or not? Oh, Lord, hey, Lord, help me. Should I go or not? What do you think, Lexi? Should I go or not? What do you think, Greg? Really? Yeah? huh? See, now I just asked God for an inner witness, but then I'm asking them. He said yes, she said no, and now I'm confused. We live in a generation that's full of fear and worry, uncertain about the future. Jesus is coming. Okay? Come on. We know the future. And fear of failure tops the list. That's why I'm right here. Am I going to fail if I step? Am I going to miss God? No. No. Even if you take the wrong turn, God is still God on the inside of you. And he'll say, no, nope, go back to where we started. And then I'll get back up here and he'll say, let's go this way. Because once you step into it, you'll know it don't feel right. Now, I'm not talking about up here. I'm talking about in your spirit, man. But all of us get attacked up here. As a pastor friend of mine called me three weeks ago. Man, I think I miss God. I don't know if I heard God or not. I don't know what. I said, brother, you hear God. Let's get that straight. You hear the voice of God, and guess what? If you're saved, everybody in here, you've heard the voice of God. Whether you walk down the aisle or whether you call the preacher and say, hey, I want to get saved, that's the Spirit of God talking to you to give your heart to Jesus. So can, can, can we all agree with that? Say it with me. I hear the voice of God. Glory be to God. Hey, so all we got to do is get still enough to, to listen. You know, when you first got born again, he wouldn't let you go till you did something. Man, I got to, I, you're burdened. That's what the old school called burdened. And God will still burden you. The Holy Spirit will still burden you to pray for your children or pray for somebody else. He'll burden you to pray for me. He'll burden you to pray for uh, these boxes that we're sending around the world. He'll, he'll burden you to pray for people. Are you open to it? What that means, you're going to have to cut the TV off. Well, this is my favorite show, Lord. I mean, hey, can't it wait? Well, you may be praying for a missionary that's under attack. I know people that have rolled out of bed and just knew they were praying for that missionary in South America. And a week later, they get a phone call that said, whew, I don't know if y'all been praying for us, but we were under attack. This whole tribe came out against us. You know, Africa, wherever. The Lord will have you pray. Intercede. You can do it on purpose, but the Holy Spirit will get specific with you. Not Pacific Ocean, but specific. <laughs> he will get specific and say, pray for them. Amen. And bless God, if call them. Don't have to be alone, call them, say, how you doing? How's the weather down there? Oh, yeah, how's your bunion doing and all that? You don't do that. I'm praying for you today. Amen. One of my favorite pastors who was not my pastor was John Osteen. And he was pastors to anybody that you, your favorite preacher, he was their pastor. Not that they said, you're my pastor. He'd call them up and say, hey, hey, Greg, how you doing today, man? Just say, I'm praying for you. I know you're going through something, but the Lord's got you. Talk to you later. Hang up. Hey, Tim, how you doing today, brother? The Lord's with you. He's got you. His mighty hand is upon you. He would just call everybody who you think is supposed to be bulletproof. And nobody's bulletproof. We all need Jesus. And so, that's why you see all kinds of things. So, anxiety. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Again, it says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. That's back to number one. Joy, joy, joy. Flex that muscle. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Remember that? And if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. <laughs> Y'all never heard that? Come on now. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Six, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, which we read in five uh, First Corinthians, uh, means First Thessalonians 5:17, pray without ceasing. And it says, Let your request be made known to God, and once you give it to him, let the peace of God. In verse 7, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So once you give give it to God, go to the altar, so to speak, and Lord, I'm giving you my problem. There it is. Whew, thank you, Lord, for peace right now that you've got my problem. Now, I'm just going to go on my life, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore, but this is what we do. Lord, thank you for peace. Oh, Lord. You know, tonight, I'm still bothered by it. I guess the Lord must not have took it. Yeah. We didn't let it go. You know, the Bible talks about our old man. Before you got saved, he's supposed to be dead. And if you're dragging your old man around the way you always used to think, There's some stinking going on because dead things stink. Yeah. Let that stuff go. So, peace by continually putting things in the Father's hand. And the devil will bring it back. He'll go, hey, 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 hold on. This is yours. This is yours, remember? Remember, your kids are in trouble. This is yours. Remember, you you know what? You're getting behind in your bills. Remember, that's yours. Nope. That's his job. He's crazy. In 1 Peter 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, we have access. I want to remind you, we have access to the Father. Let's flex some muscles. Be humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Exalt me, Lord, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the, your, the, your brotherhood in the world. But the devil separates us. I'm the only one ever been through this. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. I'm just going to crawl in bed. and I'm not getting out of bed. Are you kidding? Jesus suffered in every way we suffered even worse. And he knows. But guess what? He's not moved by your crying. He's moved by your faith. <laughs> if you have three kids or more, the baby of the family is the whiner. You ever notice that? Now, I'm not trying to prophesy over anybody, but you got to work that out of them because they're trying to get attention. Huh? They want attention because there's a lot going on, but they want attention. That doesn't get God's attention. matter of fact, mama used to whip that out of us. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> if you whine... Okay. And it just warped me. No, it didn't. <laughs> Number three, in everything give thanks. What? In everything give thanks. Amen. In everything give thanks. Amen. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. Glory be to God. God, you know, people say, well, God won't give you more than the hand, that you can handle. But yes, he will. Because he won't give you any more than he can handle. I'm yeah. yeah. oh, sorry about that. <laughs> God can handle it. Amen. You got to give it to him. Okay. Right. If you could have fixed it, you would have already repaired it years ago. Amen. Okay. Amen. A thankful heart stays aware of the presence of God. A thankful heart brings a breakthrough. Okay? Keep your list of blessings longer than your list of needs. Glory be to God. How many have a prayer list written out in your mind? How about a thankful list? Glory, glory, glory. Glory. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Remember that? Number four, stay faithful and consistent. I'm on now. Stay faithful and consistent.
1: This is not, say that with me, this is not the time to quit God. Irregardless of what the devil's trying to show you in the world right now, we need to be hanging on to the hem of his garment more tightly than we ever have before. Stay faithful and consistent. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. What is good? God is good. And He he is faithful, right? He's consistent, right? Does He live on the inside of you? Then you're what? Say it out loud. I'm faithful and I'm consistent. Because greater that lives in me than lives in the world. I am faithful and consistent because the Word of God lives mightily on the inside of me. It rolls out of me like a river of living water to all those that are around me. I am faithful and consistent to the Word. I am faithful and consistent to the calling of God. I am faithful and consistent to what God has called me to do. Be faithful and consistent. Trouble comes to build you. The muscle of integrity is developed through challenges. You walk into a gymnasium or or into a, uh, yeah, we'll say gymnasium, a workout room, and you see those weights that are sitting there before you, and you say, I don't know if I can do that or not. But you start where you are, right? You start on the level that you're on. And I'll stay faithful and consistent and grow as I move from level to level. Amen? And then one day you'll look back and you started out in this row right here, but because of your faithfulness, all of a sudden you move from what used to be heavy into another level. And you're able to flex your muscles because you were faithful and consistent. You were faithful over little. Now he's made you What? He's made you ruler over much. You went from Pee Wee Herman to Arnold Schwarzenegger. How's that? Can you picture that in your mind? I don't know where that came from. (laughs) God, God wants to fully develop you to carry his glory in the day of evil. You know, I, that, that dropped into my spirit while I was testifying earlier about you're covered. You're covered. We're covered by the blood. When we know the power that, that, that consists in that blood, it makes it easier for us to stay faithful and consistent. When you realize who you are in God and who God is living on the inside of you, you'll stay faithful and consistent because you're unwaverable. Nothing staggers you. Abraham, the Bible says Abraham was, he staggered not at the what? The promise of God. Because he saw the one who promised as able to, to deliver. I like that. He's able to deliver. But it takes us being faithful and consistent in taking a hold of the Word of God and saying, I don't care what it looks like, this is final authority. I'm going to stay faithful and consistent to what this says. But Tim, you don't understand. I, uh, uh, I was teaching this past week at work, and we have this thing that we do. God laid this on my heart. In every part of our group, we, we, if we pass one another going in and out the doors at work, if we pass one another in the hallway or in, in the aisleways, we hold up. Now, a lot of y'all are new, so you don't know what this means. We were not giving each other high five. It's five words, people. What does the Word say? What does the Word say? They come to me, they'll stop me in and I'll drive a fork truck. They'll stop me, Tim, Tim, th- this is going on in my family. And they look at me and they go, what? That's being faithful and consistent to what the Word says. Don't be anxious about that. Be anxious for nothing. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? What does the Word say? Pastor, usually they look at me and say, Tim, can you tell me what it says? Be skillful in the Word. Be skillful in the Word of righteousness. When you become skillful in the Word of righteousness and you know what the Word says, your confidence and your ability to stay faithful and consistent just flows out of you without even trying. The devil comes at you, he opens up the floodgates, and you're sitting there with your fishing rod. There's got to be something in here that I can reel in. What he meant for your... God turns to your... So when the enemy rushes in like a flood... God gives you a a rod and a reel. There's something good in you. That's being faithful and consistent. Choices of how you deal with bad situations in life will build your character and integrity. You're faithful, consistent. People with character endure. I like that. People with character endure. You know... I said something there just a while ago, and if you'll engrave that in your heart, if you'll stand firm on those words, I don't care what it looks like. What does the word say? I don't care what it looks like. I'm gonna stay faithful to his word. I'm gonna stay faithful to his promise. What did he say? What did he say? What did he promise? What has he done? What has he already done? What belongs to you? Your gift. Your gift. How many promises in here, pastor? Over 3,000 promises. And he watches over his word to perform it. He watches. Oh, this is good. Thy word, O oh God, have I hidden in my heart that I might not. He watches over. Where's his word? So he's watching over Oh. Did you get that? I was expecting ball glove to go flying up, Pastor. Just, just, just got this. I'm taking that one home. Because I have been faithful and consistent to stay in his word, and now it's so deep on the inside of me that I'm unshakable, I'm unratable. Nothing causes me to be anxious or nervous. Why? Why? Say that out loud. Because I got his word. If Pastor Brett over there says, Tim, I'm taking you out to lunch after church today. You have my word on it. I'm sitting here thinking, oh dear God. (laughs) Let's see, uh, where's the closest steakhouse? Because I know he's faithful to his word. If we're faithful and consistent in believing that God watches over his word to perform it, and any promise that I find in that word belongs to me, you make it personal, I know that after church today, I got a stake coming. So when you make it personal and you find in there, you don't have to be anxious for nothing. Healing always comes. It's It's already been paid for already been paid for. Healing is the children's bread. What does that mean? I feast on God's healing. I feast on it. I live in it. I walk in divine, not healing, I walk in divine health. I walk in divine health. I, I am a healed vessel of God going somewhere to happen. To let what's on the inside of me spill out. Onto someone else. That's what we do at work. Yeah, you know, I, I get people say, you know, this is all, is that all you know how to do? You, if you ask Tim something, get ready, because he's going to open up the word on you. Why? Because I'm faithful and consistent to tell you that God's words are life to those that find them and healing To all your flesh. Say that out loud. God's word is life to those who find them. And healing to all their flesh. That's mine. Say it. That's mine. I'm consistent and and faithful to God's word so all these promises, including that one, are yours. But you have to be faithful and consistent to go find them. You have to be faithful and consistent to go find them. He stands at the door. The, you know, he's, I stand at the door and knock. You know, this is, a, this is a, a moving scenario if you'll look at it through the spirit eye and not your flesh. Well, even the flesh eye will move you. But he's standing at the door knocking. If anyone will, I will. And he's he's his knuckles by now have got to be raw. Please open the door. Please open the door. Stand up, walk to the door. Be faithful and consistent. He's willing and able. Boy, he's willing and able. He's willing and able. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you'll come, whatever it is you have need of, open the door. Inside that door sits a table that's been set in the presence of your enemy. Did you know that? And upon that table sits everything that mankind ever had a need of. A cornucopia of healing and blessings that's beyond our comprehension. But we have to be faithful and consistent enough to know when we hear Him knocking at the door and be able to get up, open the door and say, come on in. I want to feast at that table. I said, I want to feast at that table. He's already got it set. He's already got a table prepared. He already has what it is you have need of. If you can close your eyes for a moment and, and, and a picture in your heart a table setting that has no end to it. A, yes, Amen. A table that has no end to it, with blessing after 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 blessing, after blessing, after blessing, after blessing, after blessing, after blessing, after blessing. blessing. To which there is no end. Today, I declare and decree in this house, this is your day to walk through that door. Find your place at the table. Take what it is that you need. It is free. It is free. Fill your plate to overflowing. Do like we did as boys when I was growing up on the farm. My mom said, boy, you need sideboards for that? Put you on some sideboards and keep filling it up. There's no need for you to walk away today in need. There is absolutely no reason. If you're faithful to, And consistent, right here and right now, in this moment, you can have what it is that you have need of. You can have what it is you have need of. Drawers for the taking. You don't even have to ask. It's already been done. Grab a hold of that one. It's there on the table. Now, my wife is not here with us today. She's overcoming an attack. But I fully expect that I could walk in the door when I get home today and there will be something sitting on the table. Now, I know, Becky, that I don't have to walk in and say, Honey, can I have that? She'd look at me and say, You dummy. I made it for you. Pastor." I made it for you. Well, that's, that's just a blessing. It is. A blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Faithful and consistent. Faithful and consistent. You decide. You get to decide what it is you want, pick up your plate, come to Him, and let Him take care of it. I love that today. Pastor, when you set it down, break loose the Velcro. Be faithful and consistent. I'm faithful to lay it down here. I'm consistent about laying it down there he's faithful about taking care of it. Father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know this, this Lord that we're talking about you don't you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to be part of the family. This is your opportunity to take on this shield of covering called the blood of Jesus that will enable you to do all things. I said all things through Christ Jesus, which will is about to give you the strength. If you're here under the sound of my voice today and you don't know Jesus is Lord, would you lift your hand? If you've never accepted Him as Lord, would you ex- lift your hand and say, I want to know Him. I see that hand. I want to know this, this Lord you're talking about, Tim. I've never experienced what you're talking about. I've never known a God that loves me so much that before I even ask, He's already answered. I, I, I don't know that God. Maybe you're sitting under the sound of my voice, and and you have made that decision in the past, but your your ship has drifted from the shore, and you've been caught in the riptide, and you've been pulled away by whatever situation, and you feel a tugging at, at the strings of your heart this morning, and you say, Tim, I I once knew that God, Tim, I once knew I had a, I once had an experience like that. And and I want to come home. If that's you, and you'd like to be renewed, you'd like to be reconciled, slip up your hand this morning. I want to find my rightful place in God. I, I don't want to be denied this morning. I want to come in and fill my plate. Saints, will you be praying with me, please? I see those hands. He's here this morning to do everything that I have already said He's willing to do. If if your heart's pounding right now under the anointing of God, under the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you can hear that He's faithful and consistent this morning. You've sensed this before. Don't leave today without Him. Don't leave today without Him. He wants to come in and bring you peace that surpasses all understanding. We've all in the last six, eight, nine months saw some horrific things. But the Scripture that the pastor read moments ago is be anxious for nothing. Right now, you can know that peace that surpasses all understanding. You can can walk through a door that will take you to a place in God That in Him you become bulletproof. In Him. Not in yourself. That shield, that armor of God that will enable you to do all things. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge you today as Lord of my life. I invite you in. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Redeemer. Be my Healer. Be my Provider. Be my Blessing. I receive you into my heart this day. I renounce sin I renounce Satan and all he stands for. And I receive you, God, and all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good.